What's up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode of the Sealess Zones podcast. I'm your host, AJ. We've got Luke, Eman, and I think Red is in the house, but uh, there's no picture right now. Hey, hey. How's he's it going? Spirit, maybe he's there ish. He, he signed on. Um, hopefully, he'll appear soon. He'll uh, be back ish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we start the show, uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel and make sure you click that notification bell. That way, anytime uh, we have new videos, you're notified of that. Okay. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, boss. Uh, looks like doing? Luke and Eman have been having their beers. Uh, Eman, yeah. Eman had said uh, during the green room that um, this this beer here might top him off, and he might uh, get a little flagrant. We'll see. I've had like a few <laughs> beers already at the brewery. Just before I got into the podcast, I was at a local brewery hanging out with family, which is what we do every Thursdays. That's and now fun. that the pandemic is starting, starting to like loosen up just slightly enough for us to go in and have a beer. I've had a couple of beers and, and, and guess what? I'm having a, a couple more. So uh, let's, see how, let's see how the night turns out. You know, I'm not going to get turned, but we're going to have a good time. Um, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I was thinking like, man, usually on Thursday nights is when I and I go out to happy hour and I have a few drinks. Um, it's going to be tough when people start when things start really opening up. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to do this remotely on a phone or something or what? Oh, uh, you know what? OK, so uh, so next month I have another vacation and uh, I plan on showing up to at least one of the shows remotely using my phone. I don't know where I'm going to be exactly, but I promise you I'm going to be on at least one show Dude, during the vacation. If you, if, you, if you stream live from the beach, that would be so awesome. Then I will promise you this right now, Luke. Next month in September, I will stream live from a beach just because you said that my friend i'm gonna pay, i'm gonna uh send you send you uh 10 bucks and you can buy a pina colada on the podcast and uh <laughs> pina colada done i am doing that let's do it i'll make it happen i, I will i will do it just for you luke it, it'll be in an actual pineapple also <laughs> <laughs> will you be staying at the uh, the white lotus like the <laughs> Why do we keep bringing that up? <laughs> Good show, what, by the way. Good what show. What is this White Lotus? Can someone please tell me? Because I laughed because it was funny, but what is this? Can someone explain? It's a, it's it's a, a show. Yeah, it's a show on HBO Max. Well, no, HBO. Okay. Um, basically, uh, I think it's about six or eight episodes. Um, different characters, different families are all staying at one hotel in Hawaii and it's kind of like you get to see all their little drama unfold and everything. Oh, I don't know. If it's I a comedy. It's oh, a it's comedy. a comedy? Yeah. Okay. So it sounds very much like the opposite of Shit's Creek, which I'm a huge fan of now, like now that it's over, uh, where it's a bunch of rich people who just lost everything and they're like stuck in this motel. Is that kind of what it is? It's a comedy of like rich well, people just in their shenanigans. Well, one of them dies. That doesn't or, sound funny. <laughs> it's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. Yeah, oh, a dark okay. comedy, I guess you could say, yeah. 
It's like okay. um, Wes Anderson style. So no, it's not going to be like the White Lotus. Mimi and I were renting a camper van and we're doing a road trip around Maui this time. That's the next trip. And uh, we're going to be chilling beaches and sunsets and 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 other local stuff. Maybe maybe some edible. Will this cameraman also film what's happening in the bedroom? Hey, oh no, what are you doing, Red? There what you are. are. Look, we finally got a reaction from Red. <laughs> hey, Red, were you like banned from Facebook for like a day or so or something? Nah, I turned it off. Oh, you turned it off. Because yeah. I was like, I can't find this guy on Facebook. Uh, he's good. I'm glad. Hey, Red, I'm glad that you're here. Red, hey, Red's here. He's right here. He's right here. He's right here. This guy right here. Right oh, here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't see his screen. Uh, for all you um, He-Man, Masters of the Universe fans, I just I just saw this on my uh, Facebook feed. Uh, PowerCon, they are going to have it this year, September 11 and 12th. Anaheim, California, Hilton, Anaheim, all be going for sure. So if nice. anyone wants to meet up, let me know. Nice. That's dope, dude. That sounds awesome. Didn't you, haven't you been to one of the He-Man conventions in the past, too? Dude, I've been to a He-Man convention. I've been to a Power Rangers convention. I don't even watch Power Rangers, but I went. Dude, like, it's one of those things where Power the, the Boom comic, Power Rangers, apparently it's got a huge fan following. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I went because they had a bunch of exclusives that so you'll probably see that guy that could that that uh cosplays as he-man or beastmaster he's like totally like he's, he's local in california but he he goes to every convention here dressed up as either or because they're okay. quite interchangeable the he-man he-man the he-man convention power con it, it, it's pretty cool though i mean i grew up watching he-man so i was entertained by by the convention i i like going it's a smaller con um you know it's got a small following, so it's not going to be like anything too crazy. Yeah. Well, do you think it's going to be a small following this year since the Masters of the Universe uh, Netflix show came out, or do you think it's going to be slightly bigger? I mean, it's in the it's not at the convention center. It's the Hilton of Anna, Hilton Anaheim, mm -hmm. so it's it's still a hotel convention. Okay, and those are always smaller. Is that know? across the street from Disney World or Disneyland? No, the Hilton Anaheim, I believe, is the the uh, adjacent hotel to the convention. So, oh, I know you okay. guys... the one where Wundercon is, so it's, a, a, so it's like across the street and then to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you walk out to the left of it, yeah. Stupid so guys, the fucking red light. Are you trying to go? All right, go ahead. Oh, sorry. you're driving. Okay. <laughs> So I know you guys gave your opinions on the, the Masters of the Universe TV show. Can I can I chime in just real quick, just real fast? Sure. Sure. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good show. I think did you it, finish I it? We, yeah, I think we okay. need more. I don't mind that it was revolved around Tila because the show was called Masters of the Universe, not He Man, which is what a lot of people were complaining about. Like there was not enough He Man in it. Shut the hell up! This is Masters of the Universe, and this is a continuation from the original cartoon. Of course, there's got to be some kind of ending to it. He Man and Skeletor needed to go away for a little bit to focus in on the other characters. I like the evolution of Triclops and Evelyn and Beastmaster and Merman. I, I Evelyn. really, really, 
Brooklyn. I truly enjoyed the show and I'm looking forward to more. And I can totally see how this was created from a child of the 80s trying to bring it back to now. And I thought that Kevin Smith did a fantastic job in writing the show. My thoughts, Kevin Smith nine out of ten. Nine yeah, out of ten. I mean, nine out of ten. Wow. Nine out of ten because I liked how they took us in a completely different direction, and we didn't know what was going on. I I truly truly enjoyed it. Oh, I mean, there. I I think I gave it a nine as well, but you sound like a nine eight to me. That sounds like a <laughs> nine eight. Oh oh wait 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 hold on oh, that's right if we're going comic book rating nine eight. Guaranteed nine. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I'm giving it a solid. Uh, I think I gave it a solid nine. I'm still still nine is still good. sticking with it. Yeah. Nine is no no nine is good man. I I I, I can see why a nine. Um, I I really thought it was great. I thought it was great. Oh no, oh. Miss So look at what Miss So says. Please don't cancel me. But I hate it. The main things that we said that we were disappointed with was the Tila was the huge toy push. That they put out was all He-Man. There was no Tila figure. Yeah. There's Moss Man. It was Skeletor. He-Man is Prince. There's no Tila figure. I was like, what is going on? Oh, that I didn't know. I did not know that. Oh, so that, that everything, everything got clearanced right before the show too. So I was. That's not. Yeah, because they had all. They have all their. In fact, all the shops, all the stores just got all their new toys in. And um, but they clearanced out all the key nets. <laughs> They've been yeah. on the shelves for a year now. I mean, it was supposed to come out last year. I okay. I wasn't paying attention to the toys. I'm just solely talking about the show. I I really really enjoyed it. I really did. I really did because it just it didn't give us what we wanted. It gave us a completely different adventure, and I'm I was cool with that. Yeah, Miss. So I didn't like the show, but I don't think Smith deserves all the hate he's getting. Very, very true. Very true. It's um, like well, it's remember like he big pop out. Yeah, look, that was a that was a company movie. All right, he, he was what? he was asked he was asked he to pop direct out it. With, That's not uh, his Willis, movie. Willis. <laughs> that wasn't his movie. He was the director, but that wasn't his movie. Remember that. I still feel bad for him about that movie, though. Yeah, I do too. The, oh, remember Geely? How about Geely? Geely was pretty bad. Oh, Jilly was terrible. Well, listen, I'm not going to say, you know what? I am not uh, the biggest uh, Kevin Smith fan. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I am a Kevin Smith fan. So I think that's the uh, 9 8 is by Miss. So 9 8 is biased because I am a big Kevin Smith fan. So we'll just go off of that. All Maybe right. it was more of a 9 4, but I don't care. I'm a Kevin Smith fan. 9 8. I'm yeah. Nine. It was good. All right. Uh, do we know Miss So, or is that uh, does anyone know this person? How did they find us? So Miss So actually follows my channel, and I told her that we were going to go live, and and she's here. And, and Miss So, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight, man. Really appreciate it. These are my friends, Luke, AJ, and uh, Red. Say hi, everyone. Yeah, yeah. If you're following Emans, uh, you got to be following ours. Come on now. What are you doing? <laughs> what that? I started my I started my channel so that way my followers will follow this channel, which is the important channel. It's the main channel. We focus on the C-list villains, cultivators of the comic culture. Culture, yes. <laughs> oh, damn it! I don't think I said that today. Oh well. All right. Uh, tonight, let's talk about 
Shannon Sussman and how um, I wish she was in more movies. What do you guys think about that? What? Whoa, wait, that I'm just I don't joking. See that's that not the text. The text said <laughs> that we're talking about something completely different. I didn't see anything. That is not I, I just happened to like go into a deep dive with Shannon Sosaman and I'm like, whatever happened to her? And I'm like I do miss her though. I liked her in that Night's Tale movie, and then she did a bunch of like gap commercials. Forty days, she, forty nights. The forty days, forty nights. With the, with, yeah. Oh look, I'm not gonna lie. That feather scene was super sexy. Like I will. I don't remember the hot. feather scene. The feather scene was hot. Let, anyone who's seen that movie, the feather scene, yeah. Josh Hartnett and Shannon Sosamon in that. I was like, all right, that was dope. I uh, I will give Shannon Sosamon if you want to come on. For an interview, talk about where you're at right now and plug whatever uh, movies you're on coming up, TV shows. I didn't, I didn't know what we're ta talking about. Shannon, man, I got her on speed dial. You should have hit me up. I'll hit her up, man. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Red, what's going on? What do you keep? Why do you? Why do you keep leaving us? I'm going through Mantica. Oh, okay. you're driving. Yes, be safe. Be safe. And yeah, I haven't seen Shannon Sawson on since uh, the Night's Tale. I yeah, nice. Where you did this seen come from? Forty days, forty nights. Even I, that was like early. Oh yeah, 2000s. that was the other one that she's in. Yeah, I remember that was a good one too. Yeah, she's doing that one. Yeah, I don't know. I was. Uh, I don't. I don't know what I was looking up, and then all of a sudden, like Shannon Sawson popped up. I'm like, whatever happened? You know, the, the two girls are like really like kicked up the mid two mid thousands, two thousands. Was Shannon Sawson on? Claire Forlani. I don't know about Claire Forlani. I don't know about Claire. Yeah. I, I, but you know what, though? I am biased with Shannon only because she is part Filipino. I guess that's why, yeah. right? She is? I didn't know that. Yeah, she's part Filipino. So, like, you know, you got to, you, you know, all the Filipinos, all the Asians, all even like the slightly cool Asians, you know, the slightly lesser known Asians. You got to give them up, man. You know, if you're part Indonesian, Malaysian, Singapore, Porian Filipino, you will get a fat shout out on this show for sure. And Shannon is part Filipino. Okay, well, I mean, I wasn't, I was not aware of that, but yeah. uh, that, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to our real topics for the night. Um, we've got two reviews and reactions. Uh, first, let's go off with um, what came out over the weekend. Um, Let's talk about that new Suicide Squad movie, the James Gunn directed mm -hmm. Suicide Squad. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, Luke, why don't you start us off? It was probably the most comic booky movie I've seen in a long time. It felt like I was watching an actual comic book. It went from like each scene felt like a different panel. Right. And it had some like, and the, and the transitions he used were fun, where he incorporated the scenery into kind of what was going to happen next. Um, it just felt like I was watching a comic book. Like, not everything made sense. Um, like Ang, Ang Lee comic book style, or just regular comic book? <laughs> I had to throw in Ang Lee's Hulk. All right. I, I'm sorry. I had to throw that out there. <laughs> it just felt like a live action comic book. It was. It was fun. It just it was it was a blast. I I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't understand everything. I didn't like all the characters. <laughs> yeah. um, but I didn't have to because you got a giant starfish stomping its way through a city, and it was just like this is just fun. This is a blast. I I I liked it. Yeah. 
No complaints. E I have no complaints. <laughs> E-man? Uh oh, oh man, dude! Here we go, here we go. The the Marvel fanboy, the the Feige fanboy is going to be critical the Suicide Squad. I'm ready, I'm ready for this. You ready? Okay, okay. Five O grade right here. I don't. No, no, no. It's not a five O. Okay, Suicide Squad was fun. It was good fun. Like Luke said, it felt very much like a comic book movie. It didn't have to make sense. It was fun. I personally want more. I want more James Gunn Suicide Squad. But if we're comparing apples to oranges here, I, Guardians of the Galaxy was better. He had more free range with Suicide Squad. I love how he threw in a starfish. He threw in freaking polka dot man and gave us a backstory with polka dot man and gave us like what his powers are. It's like ridiculous, right? But overall, even though there was a lot of, I honestly, I like Ratcatcher too. She was absolutely adorable. Idris Elba can definitely lead new Task Force X. I am not a fan of what happened with Rick Flag. Harley, I yes. liked how they gave her just enough and not made her the center part of this movie and that everyone had an equal catch in the movie overall. Overall, as a movie, it was good, not great, absolutely fun. Uh, but uh, I still thought that the Guardians of the Galaxy movies were better, maybe because there was better leadership behind it. But it was still one of one of DC's best movies. Okay, Red, are you there? Yeah, I'm what's here. your thoughts on the on the movie? I fell asleep after the beach scene. Oh, geez. After the very first scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started pretty late. I started pretty late, so I can't. I can't really give it a score. <laughs> I mean, I had high hopes for one character, but they killed him off right away. He drowned. Who? Weasel. Well, if you, oh, if you, you, you got to keep didn't drown though. Yeah, you yeah, got to keep watching. Spoiler alert! Oh, spoilers. He's yeah, I was gonna say spoilers. Lived. If we're gonna be doing this, we have to throw that out. If we're gonna be spoiler alert for. Or just in case, it's more. Of yeah, a I wanted more weasel. I definitely wanted more weasel. That was my biggest disappointment. More weasel. Yes. Yeah, definitely more weasel, and then more, more, more of that Davidson guy. I forgot his first name, but from from the SNL dude, Pete Davidson. Oh, uh, Pete yeah, Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, okay. I'm not a big fan of that guy. I could care less. He came in and died early in the movie. It felt like Duke dying in in GI Joe to me. Like, all right, cool, he was in. Yeah, but Duke didn't get, get shot way. in the face. Yeah, but we got rid of him quick, so I, I was I was kind of glad that I didn't have to see Pete Davidson throughout the whole movie. However, yeah. it might be my jealousy because he hooked up with my number one ever in Kate Beckinsale. So it could be that. I mean, like, let's be honest. I can't I can't hit on that. I like his story arc. <laughs> I did like his story arc, though. It was it was pretty funny. Wait, whose story arc? Pete or uh, the whatever his? I don't even know what his power was. He, he didn't show his power before. I I liked the little bit because it oh, was. Gotcha. Um, they kind of made you start to like him a little bit, and then he was just immediately a traitor, and yeah. then gets shot in the face. <laughs> Yeah, and then, then there's Michael Brooker's character. I forgot what name, what, what superpower he had, but that was the coolest thing he did. Yeah, yeah, the coolest thing he did was kill a bird with a ball. That was a disappointment very, very, where he killed. Almost yeah. like the Yondu character, where he just oh, we lost him. 
I know he was almost like Yondu, right? The way he threw the ball and then yeah. he catches it without looking. Well, that's freaking Yondu with long hair and no mohawk. It did feel like it. a Yondu. I thought like what? And then he uh, died immediately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the. That, I think to me that's the most disappointing part of the whole movie was that Michael Rooker's character died like within the first fifteen minutes, and I'm. That I'm not happy about, but I understand there's a huge, huge cast involved in this. So, uh, you know, and and what tripped me out the most was that Sylvester Stallone was pretty much uh, the uh, the group of the family the where he was King Shark. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of similarities between Wait, Suicide Sylvester Squad. Stallone was King Shark. Yeah, yeah. Sylvester yeah. Stallone was King Shark. There's oh. a lot of nods, like uh, like. Like uh, uh, was it the detachable kid was one of the one of the people from Guardians of the Galaxy, Palm Clementine, you know Mantis. She was one of the dancers in the strip club. So there was a lot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff in Suicide Squad. Yeah. All right. Well, let me give you my thoughts on this. Uh, first, I'm going to counter your argument, Eman, about comparing this to Guardians. Um, I think. That the reason Guardians first first one is well liked is because of the soundtrack, and you could tell from this movie he was trying to build a great soundtrack. It just didn't hit the way that the original, not the original, but the way that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one hit. I concur. So, I think that was a huge part of the success and why Guardians is such a great movie because honestly i don't know two was not that good i don't think two wasn't as good as the first one it was still fun it was still really fun to me <laughs> yeah um i thought the movie was it was a good popcorn-esque mu movie like yeah. if i saw this in the theater i would have been all right yeah it was it was cool good a good matinee movie you know yeah. um mm -hmm. I did not like that Captain Boomerang and um, uh, Rick Flagg both died, though. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Boomerang, I think he died too soon, but I was expecting him to die anyway. I didn't like that Rick Flagg died. Yeah. Um, okay. This is one that we need to bring up because we're going to see more of him. What did you guys think of Peacekeeper? You know... <sighs> In my honest opinion, he looked too buff. Like he's way too fucking stiff. Like, like he just looks like he's just walking around like that. I'm like, man, I get it's John Cena and he's got to look big, but he just looked way too like he was too big. He was a his arms were his arms were like three times the size of his legs. It was too, it was too big. <laughs> I freaking loved how um what when they were breaking I think Idris Elba's character out. And they were all in regular regular clothes, but he still had time to put on his freaking helmet. And he had this polo shirt on that was like one size too small, so it didn't really cover his like the bottom part of his belly. Like it, his character is cheesy AF, but super super uber ultra just fun and cheesy. I hated to love him, and I love to hate him. I, what do you guys think about um, – because they've already wrapped up the uh, TV show, right? I'm not sure about that. I'm not yeah. sure. But uh, 
I, I'll watch it. I'll see what happens. I'll watch it. Um, you know, yeah, just, they were filming just, the TV show like February, I think. I remember Jim Lee tweeting something about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, yeah. The, the you know, oh, another thing, Harley. I liked what they did with Harley, the character. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing more. I know Luke, you're kind of tired of Mar Margot Robbie as Harley, but um, I thought that this portrayal of Harley was really good, and I wouldn't That's mind seeing. It. This again, best, best Harley yet. I Not like this annoying, one a lot more. Yeah. unpredictable, yeah. Um, badass. Finally, yeah, they made her really good at fighting. Yeah, so hundred percent loved this Harley. And the whole thing that she did with the lock in her feet—apparently, that was absolutely true. She really did that. Where oh, she unlocked where she herself with the, with her foot. Yeah. That okay. was true. That was real. That wasn't that apparently that that was real. Now, how real was it is uh, still up for interpretation. But yeah, that was real. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what is your comic grading for this, Luke? Mm, I would give it an eight five. Ooh, that's kind of low. A little low, but all right. Okay. Eman. Uh. I'd go nine zero myself. It was really fun. I'd keep it in the collection for sure. Eh, a little rough around the edges, things that need to be ironed out, but uh, definitely a keeper. All right, Red. Uh, well, you only saw five minutes of it, so I don't even know if you're there. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Oh no, he's not. He's not there. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nine two. Nine two, solid nine two. Uh, got some pressable defects, but um, I wouldn't mind seeing – okay, here's another question I, I wanted to ask you guys. Would you be okay if DC was like, listen, James Gunn, we're going to give you the, the reins to, the, 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 to DCEU. You've got you, – you're going to do the blueprint. Would you guys mind giving the keys to him? No. No. I wouldn't give the keys to the whole DCEU to James Gunn because I wouldn't want every movie to be a comedy. I'd, I'd yeah. want diversity. I'd want uh, action-packed and drama. Uh, he does more comedy and fun, which is a beautiful part of the MCU that he's added. But giving him free range to the whole DCEU, everything is going to be, everything's going to almost feel forced to laugh at. And I wouldn't yeah. want that. I wouldn't want that at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think that's it. That's all we've covered on this show <laughs> for, this, for this segment. Uh, let's move on to our reactions and thoughts on Marvel's What If. We all watched it the other night, last night. Um, Eman, what are your thoughts on, on the first episode of Marvel's What If? Okay, so like you said earlier, I'm the, let's, you know, in Feige, we trust guy of the group, right? I love almost yeah. everything MCU related, anything that has to do with the MCU. I'm, I'm, I'm all for, I thought that this show was okay. Um, I see how people's reaction to it was positive and I'm glad, but this is a story that doesn't really matter. 
it's just a what if. So to see Haley Hatwell and uh, Agent Carter get the Captain America, you know, reigns or Captain Carter, I thought it was cool to see it. The animation was absolutely beautiful, super fluid. Um, like I said before in the previous podcast, if you have like a really high end monitor, 120 hertz, 144 hertz, and if you can stream, you know, this in 4K and anything higher than 60 frames per second, it's a beautiful show to watch. However, I thought some of the voice acting was okay. In fact, almost all of the voice acting was okay. Um, overall, it, it wasn't bad. I just, I didn't love it. Okay. Luke? That's one I only watched the first five minutes of. Oh, but. wow. <laughs> Is that because you were not entertained? You weren't impressed and you like, screw it? No, I felt, that's when I fell asleep after the first five minutes. But oh, I you did. Not entertained. I did enjoy it, though. The animation was a little jarring for me at first because they're doing kind of that like high depth of field thing where the background blur, the background yeah. blurred, you know, that was a little weird for me. I, and that's what I loved. I absolutely loved that part. The, the yeah, anim- kind of like high art kind of. Yeah. Yeah. The, the animation to me, it felt like, um, and I know I get it. It's a Disney cartoon, but it felt very much like to me, like a high end, like, Beauty and the Beast type of like drawing. I'm like, the characters look very like Disney esque, if that makes any sense. No, it does. I mean, it's Disney, so (laughs) see and and not see. So just for people who don't know, most normal TVs operate at 24 frames per second. So you're gonna see TV in a certain way, right? It's something that you're used to. But with this show itself, now, like I said, like I've only seen it in 60 frames, uh, 4K on my big screen. But like the, I, I have a feeling that it can go higher. Uh, but seeing the fluidity in this show, I felt like I felt like it was better than a lot of anime TV shows that we've watched. Um, storytelling could be better, but just the fluidity of the animation was absolutely gorgeous, in my opinion, only because it went above and beyond what we normally see. That's why it was so fluid. So, like, the whole technical aspect behind the animation of this show, I actually enjoy a lot. Gotcha. Red, thank you for uh, joining us now. We've got your face. Uh, Did you watch Marvel's What If? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it pretty much. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we hear we hear you great. All right, yeah, yeah. Do you see how it's like it's uh, modeled after uh, early animations of Disney cartoons? <laughs> I was just saying that. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but it's really CGI. Uh, I like the the premise where uh, what do you call it? That's uh, Agent Carter become Captain Carter, and then we get. I guess that you call it Ironmonger, uh, Steve Rogers, or is that no Iron Steve? This Hydra, what was it? Hydra Killer, or Hydra Stomper. Yeah, but that could be Ironmonger as well because it's the same. It's the same costume, not 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 the uh, Mark One. It, it looked pretty to. Me, I mean, it looked pretty similar to the the first one to me. But, so the Mark One, okay. Yeah. It what. Did I miss something? Oh, I knew I caught something else, but not 
It's more of the voices that were kind of the voice actors I was trying to pay attention to. You know, I mean, you got you got Sebastian Stan playing himself or playing Bucky, um, Haley Atwell to play Agent Carter, but I don't know who played Steve Rogers. It's definitely not Chris Evans. No, no. Um, I don't know who it was either. What did you think about the action, though? Oh, here, this is what I wanted to throw out oh, here. The action itself was really reminiscent of the first Avenger, Captain America first Avenger. It was really cheesy. Really cheesy. I mean, they, this is all marketed for kids, trying to get more Marvel fans from younger age. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I can do dig like it. That. I can dig it. The, the, one, the one thing I was thinking as I was watching it, and I never really thought about when I was watching the movies, but when uh, Agent Carter, or Captain Carter, is throwing the uh, shield around, how how is she not chopping off dudes' heads? Like, how are they just bouncing back and coming back to yeah. her? The way <laughs> she's throwing it, you would think that it's just, you know. Well, should this slice open a tube <gasps> or, or a tank? So, yeah, maybe there's a sharp end and a blunt end, just like a knife. So Even if you threw the blunt end at someone with <clears> that force, <throat> with, with her strength, it should be chopping off limbs and everything, right? <laughs> Cutting bodies in half. I was just kind of thinking that. that but the, are, they, are they really going to do that? It is still Disney. They're well, they're not. They're not. They're not. But I'm just saying, like, like, dude, she's, like, throwing that with all her, all her force. Yeah, but it's, it's concave, right? It's a concave shield. So when when it does spin and turn like this, eventually it's just this portion of the shield will hit somebody and not really, not really slice them open. Okay, I mean if we if she's good at, I guess she's that she, good at throwing it. Then. If you just you know throw it and comes back to you, and of course you got to be good. At so red here up uh, to answer your question, uh, Captain or Captain Mer or Steve Rogers. He was voiced by someone named Josh Keaton, and uh, he's got a nice list of voices that he's done. So he's done Takeshi Shiro uh, Shirogane in the Voltron Legendary Defender TV oh, show. Wow. Uh, he's done some Peter Parker, Norman, and Harry Hosborn in various Spider-Man projects. Um, uh, he played Ryu Hayabusa in Ninja Gaiden. And to me, the biggest thing for all the gamers out there, I don't, Luke, did you play any of the Metal Gear Solid games? Oh, yeah. All of them. Did you play? Did you play? Okay, so you played number three. So this guy who voiced Steve Rogers also voiced Revolver Ocelot in, uh, Ooh, in nice. Metal Gear 3. So that's a solid one for a lot of the gamers out there. Yeah, right, Revolver Ocelot, great character. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, overall, what are your grades for it? Red, since uh, you're back on with us, what's your comic book grading uh, scale for the show? Nine, six. First episode. Nine, Nine six. six. All right, solid. Luke? The first five minutes, I'm very hopeful. I'm going to give <laughs> nine, four. <laughs> Shoot for the star, Luke. Just screw it. I'm like, I only saw five minutes, nine, eight. Let's, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> stars land on the moon. <laughs> E-Man, what you got? Uh, what did I give Suicide Squad? 9-0. Um, and I have to, you know, kind of go off of that right there. I'm going to give this one an 8-5. Only because the story was, it was all right. Animation was beautiful, but the story was all right, you know. Okay. 
Um, I thought it was a solid show. Um, I'm just going to give it a 9-0, uh, just like Suicide Squad. Nothing too crazy that stood out, but uh, I was entertained enough for the 30 minutes of the show. See, if I'm going to watch something again, I would go watch Suicide Squad again rather than What If. So that's why I gave it the 8-5. Right, you know, like what, what, what's what's we watching? Easter eggs on a thing we missed. Well, I mean, Eman. One other thing I wanted to point out, Eman, is I know that it's a what if, but we also know that there's multiverse. So yeah, any of these what ifs, they 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 may want to a uh, they may want to continue live action style on some of these. Who knows, right? Ah, uh, true, very true. We don't know, right? There's a lot of projects happening, so. When the multiverse opens up, oh, it's already opened up. Let's see what happens, right? You know, and I, I guess this is the fastest way to get some kind of project out anyway. After introducing the multiverse, let's do an in, you know, an animation style movie, and and I, f I don't know why, but I feel like doing animation, an animation project can can be released so much quicker than a live action project. So maybe maybe this is what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to some entertainment news. Uh, the biggest news that we found out this week, James Tynan IV is leaving D.C. He's essentially going all indie now, looks like. Um, you know, usually I like to let you guys go first, but I, I want to go first on this one here because I've been enjoying Batman. I've been enjoying his Batman run. Um. I don't know if I've said I think I've said it before, but I've been reading Batman since the Snyder Capullo run um, with Tynan leaving. This might be a good way for me to end. Stop reading Batman, depending if Tom Taylor or Joshua Williamson picks up Batman. But if it's not them, yes. I think I can I can call it quits on Batman for a little while at least. Uh, but that's that, that's pretty big. I mean, he he's leaving DC, and you know, my concern is well, it's not really a concern, but say what you want about all the creators that that he all the new characters he's created. I myself have enjoyed it. I've liked this fresh new Batman story where it's brand new characters, brand new villains. Um, with him leaving, I'm like, well, what does that mean for all those characters he created? Um, are we ever going to see them again? Or is the next artist just going to go ahead and go with the tried and true Riddler, uh, Joker, Penguin stories? I mean, I I want to see new advers adversaries, and this is what I was getting. I'm just concerned that if they go back to the old characters, it's it's like, what, what more can you talk about with the other characters? You know what I mean? Those are my thoughts. Um, Luke, what do you think about uh, Tynan leaving, going all indie pretty much? It's what he's good at. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. It's it's his... Um, the, main, the main thing that this contract gives him is that it gives him... They're not taking any rights for any of the IPs he comes up with. So he right. retains 100% of all these rights. So, you know, like um, something's going to children. Um, you know, who knows what that contract looks like with Boom? It could be 50-50, maybe 25%. Who knows? 
But this one, you know with DC, it's 0% regardless. What about uh, Nice House on the Lake, though? I mean, that's an indie with DC, so... Well, it's still DC, and you know they own it. I mean, you just know they own it. He, He might get a creator's credit, but what came out also this week with Marvel only giving their creator writers $5,000, right? Wait, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that kind of upsets me. I'm like, are you serious? You're using this man's story or this person's story? You're only giving them $5,000? Yeah, for in the billions MCU? of dollars. Yeah. Wait, 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 what, what, billions. And the guy who came up with it is getting five grand. What, 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 can you fill me in? I'm, I'm not even sure what this is all about. That's just what they. That's that's what came out. Is that they that Marvel gives their writers or um, from the MCU they give they, they go to movies they get five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So it seems like a um, it seems like a kick to the nuts to all the writers out there. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. So James Tynan saying no. This is my, these are these are going to be mine. I own it. If I want to if I want to make it a movie, no no writer in their right mind will sell. Um, they, they might. They might say you can have the rights, but they're not selling anything anymore, right? Straight out, right? Yeah. What What's the point? Like five grand, you know what I mean? So it's a good move for him. I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah, that's good. That's somebody selling your IPO. That's your your that's your idea that you shouldn't be selling to somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. If you're gonna I'm, go, I'm, I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah. If you're gonna go run with it, go go to. Go to Image and write your own books there, and then you're better off with your own schedule. I mean, he and is your own creative team. Well, from my understanding, with Substack, essentially it's all digital, and what will probably happen is once it gets printed, it'll go to either Boom or Image. That's what I've been reading. I don't know if that's true or not. So, um. You know, he's I, still I, with DC through March. That's the important thing to remember. He's on Joker through March. So there's still a lot of stuff that can happen in that six months, you know. And, and the nice house on the lake is not even halfway through because it's a 12-issue series. Is only is it three or four that just three. Three. So I don't know what, what are they gonna do with that? Well, and but he didn't say he's he he was leaving that one. He said he's leaving superhero comics for the foreseeable future. Okay, so. that that's true. Yeah. I could see him staying on that. I could see him staying on um, some of, some of the boom titles, but he's going to put most of his energy probably into the Substack venture, and I don't blame him one bit. Yeah, yeah. Eman, what do you think, man? So, I, I think this is getting blown out of proportion. Really, um, he's leaving Batman titles. That's what he's leaving. He's not leaving DC. He still has the nice house on the lake. Who's to say that DC is not going to reach out to Tiny and again and say, hey, you know, Black Label is going to be more, you know, indie centric. Let's work out a deal. Let's go ahead and have you create another title for us. Right. Who's to yeah. say that's not going to happen? He's leaving the superhero era. He's leaving the Batman titles. So I, everyone's saying he's leaving DC. He's not leaving DC. He's just going to stop writing Batman after a certain run. Now, him going over to Substack, it gives him the opportunity to make the money on his own terms. I've seen this. I've already signed up for his newsletter. I only did the free one for now, but I'm really 
really second guessing signing up for the $250 a year one because you get six exclusive titles signed by Tynan himself over the one year. To me, that's freaking worth it. He's going to make his money there. Now, wait, six comics for $250? Six comics signed by Tynan for $250. Now, this is on the yearly, like, top end subscription and it's limited. So for people who haven't done it yet, he may take it out sooner than later. I'm thinking super hard about joining that because look what he's done. Literally everything that Tynan has released has been gold. Department of Truth, um, Wind, The Nice House on the Lake, uh, Batman, uh, Something's Killing the Children. You... What if you get a something is killing the children signed by James Tynan in that two hundred and fifty dollars stack, and it's a number one? Wait, Come on I, now. I would think that it. So it's not new books; it's previous books. Is it's, it's previous books and up and coming up and coming books. Okay. So okay. I've read that newsletter that way. So uh, going back, what do I think? I think this is great. This is the perfect time for a person like Tynan to stop doing the top end stuff and start doing the stuff that makes him happy, that will guarantee him money. He's one of the few people out in the industry right now that can do anything on his own terms. God damn it, dude, go do it. Because guess what? If Substack doesn't work for him, he can still fall back on DC. And on top of that, he still has Boom and Image and Black Label. Shit, go for it, man. I'm happy for you, Tynion. I'm with you. I back you up. I'm not saying I don't back him up. I'm just talking from a reader's standpoint for Batman. I'm like, damn it. I was liking that run. Yeah, but every great run has to come to an end. I don't want him to get burnt out. And then on top of that, though it's his story, it's still led by DC editors, right? They're going to tell him, hey, look, this is the direction we're going to want to go in. I don't think we're going to get well, I don't know. Maybe we're going to get someone strong enough to be able to write for a uh, – who, who are the ones that you and I liked? We, who were the characters that we liked that were like, where are those people? Who is the guy with the mask? The silver Ghostmaker. Mask, not Ghostmaker. Uh, the Underbroker. Underbroker. Underbroker, right? I want to see more of him. Tynan introduced a lot of characters in DC, but he's not doing anything with them right now. And that's what's going to happen with Miracle Molly. She's going to show up for a few issues, and then boom, she's dipped out, and everyone has already put in money on that right there. Why? Well, the, because the, it's DC. The thing is, so prior to the Substack um, announcement, when he was, when it seemed like he was still on board with the uh, the superhero genre, he had said that he had big plans for uh, Miracle Molly. So I mean, that's obviously most likely out the out the window unless someone wants to take that mantle and you know, or unless continue. he has legal uh, ownership. No, Ooh. no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. DC um, won't we do don't. That. Well, we hold on. Here's the thing: we don't know what ha what's happening behind the scenes. All right. Yeah, she showed up in a DC book, but unless Tynan worked out as you know. Maybe he worked out a deal where he he owns Miracle Molly. We don't know that. We don't know what those deals are. We don't, but I I highly doubt that. Nah. That would be like the very first time that 
any of the big two would give in someone that that um uh, that I don't right. know about this character. Go just ahead. Just post start times in the big two. The, wait, what? What? <laughs> Where were you during the dark times? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> oh, wait. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Circle gets a square on that one. Circle gets a square. <laughs> No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next entertainment news that was big. Uh, came out yesterday. Um, Tim Drake, Robin, uh, he's come out as bi. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of pushback, and then a lot of people are saying they like it. Um, I'd like to know everyone's thoughts on this. Uh, Red, why don't you go ahead? What's your what's your thoughts? I don't know if you're aware, but uh, I read it. I read it. I read okay. What what are your thoughts on on uh, this new uh, this new status quo for Tim Drake? No, it just opens up more story uh, as far as like his uh, background and his love life. You know, you know, gets to see men and women. As far as like being a superhero, it's it's not going to change. He's still going to kick ass. It just adds. The fact the the fact that he's dating men and women, or there's just an extra icing to the cake. Right, leaves more meat for us to read. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no pun intended, right? No Woo! pun intended. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> Luke, what are I've your thoughts few, on? I've had a few of these. I, I apologize. Uh, just take it as it is and swallow it. <laughs> Hello. Whoa. All right. Okay. Whoa. Luke, what what are your thoughts on the the uh, the new Tim Drake? Cool. I mean, it, uh, who cares? Yeah, right. It's it has to happen at some point. I mean, there's obviously going to be people in the, the superhero community who have different sexualities, and some of them are starting to come out, and that's fine. It's about time. Yep, E man. Representation matters now. Okay. I'll be perfectly honest and tell you, I'm not a fan of changing someone's backstory just to make them more interesting. Okay. I'm not a big fan of changing someone's, you know, lineage in one way or another just to make it more appealing. However, I thoroughly understand through education how much this matters to the LBGTQ community, okay? This matters because Tim Drake's a huge character in the DC universe, and for him to come out as, you know, bi, it matters to people who represent that, who follow that, who are in that community. Though it doesn't affect me directly, I see how it matters and affects other people's lives, and that's what matters, that other people who are not well-represented in a certain community, how it matters to actually get that representation. Right. Was I upset at first? I will admit and say, yeah, I was upset. Not because Tim Drake was by, but they were, but DC is doing this in such a way where it's like, it just dropped, you know, they just dropped it on us. Like, oh, so he comes out as bi. It's like, dude, like, was there a lead up? Was there There's no buildup, right? It was just like it was just it was just boom right in your right, lap, right? Yeah. I think writing wise, 
to my understanding, again, I'm not well-educated, so please forgive me to anyone who's listening to this. I am not well-educated in this part right here. However, was there a lead-up? Was there any signs? Was there any kind of curiosity? Because I think that's the part that mattered most. Was he questioning who he was before this news dropped? Because to the kid in high school who's questioning who he is, to someone's son who's not sure how to tell his dad, there's always going to be questions. And those things need to become those things need to come up in the storytelling rather than you just drop it on someone's lap. Because well, that's and, the real journey. Yeah. That well, is like, the real journey right there of them. Well, but there, this wasn't a journey though. This was a key this was the whole point of it, is that there was no buildup because I don't think he knew himself. Yeah. He saved the guy. The guy asked him out. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh shit, I kind of want to go on this date. <laughs> right? Yeah. right. That was right. that was the journey. That I was, don't like that was the whole point of like that's what I don't like at all. Yes, exactly. I concur 100 percent with Miss Miss So right here. It is lazy writing. All right, so I'm not I upset. Agree. I don't agree that it was lazy writing. I think it was it had to it had to come out like that. If there was a buildup, I think there would have it's just like get it out there, now we can talk about it. I think it's a, that's comic, what it's a comic book, it's not like an expose on like a real person. It's a fake, it's a fake character. Like, okay, he's gay, who cares? Okay, can we move on? <laughs> but to the LBGTQ community, it could matter, right? You and I are not in that community. At all. Yes, so we what are. if it did so what I if am it did in that matter? community? Are I you? Yes. Because we are all in the same community. This mm -hmm. is the whole this is the whole point that I don't agree with is that LGBTQ is a separate community. It's not. We're all together. They're part of my community. I'm part of their community. So it's we, all love. Yes, I don't I don't think it should be viewed as separate. The whole point is that let's bring it together and say, okay, he save someone and had this had this like do i want to go on a date with them? i don't know you know yeah i mean yeah. he can't be just bi bisexual you're probably just bi curious i so you probably would like to explore that in itself whether that okay maybe maybe i do like dick maybe i maybe personally I like would have liked to see the journey of him coming to the conclusion that like yes i i would be willing to go on this date with you because that is what would happen because I know people in my family who have well, gone through something to build like up. That. All right, he's gonna call him. He's gonna have a couple of days. They're talking, doing texting back and forth, and then all of a sudden, like, okay, we're gonna find this common commonality between us, and then, oh, then okay, then then he asked him out. Is, is that how you would write it? I would rather have something like that. Yes, rather than you know what? Sure, I'll go out on this date with you. Like I, I don't like the writing behind it. I'm not against him being bi. I'm not saying that. I am not happy with how it was written and how okay. it came to this conclusion. I believe that this is probably something that should have been introduced maybe a year ago, questioning it, kind of going through it, like how any other person who's gone through something like this, questioning, is this right? Am I doing something right? Yeah, my, par my parents probably, grew up they, a certain they way. They probably did and... question somebody on how they experienced, you know, the freedom of coming out. You know, it, 
everybody has a different experience. So you, you don't have to slow play it or you don't have to just give you a quick big reveal. You know, it's just, it's how you want to come out and this is how they wanted Tim Drake to come out. I I I personally just think that it should have been written better in okay. my opinion. I'm not okay. against him being by. I just it, don't it, like So you say it, it could be better. It could be written differently. You you agree with what they did with it, but just not the way they went around thing, went yes. about things. Okay. Yes. Now, the, like the I said, did not meet the means, right? Yeah. As they say. Now, originally, yes, I was against him being, you know, by because it was like, why are you going to change a legacy character's background to make it more interesting, more appealing to a community? However, I understand through education that yes, do, do it, do it to represent a community, absolutely, because that's what does matter. Again, though, I just don't like how it was. I don't like the approach. All right, is, okay. is this Earth One Drake, or is this because you're, if you're saying legacy character? Define me what a legacy character is. Is it is a character from like all the Golden Age books, or is it every character in every book? To my understanding, main storyline, main storyline, Drake. Tim Drake. Okay. Well, here, here's my thoughts on, on this. Um, I get what you're saying, Eman, but they at, at, at DC they wanted to rep they wanted to give a character who's who has some, I guess you could say clout in the um, mm. the DC universe. They wanted to make that person gay or bisexual. Now, let me pose a question to you guys. Now, out of all the Robins we've had. I would say Tim Drake is the least popular currently. Do you think if it was uh, Jason Todd or uh, Dick Grayson or Damien that people would be as accepting? Well, he does. He does seem like to have the the middle child syndrome. So he's the he's the uh, not the Cindy Brady. Who's was the middle I, kid I, in the Brady Bunch? Not Jan. Is it Jan? Sin no. Yeah, it is Jan because it's it's Cindy, Jan, Marsha. Okay, so Jan so Tim Drake is a Jan Brady of this this bunch. <laughs> do, do you think that DC kind of was like, well, let's just give it to Tim because he's currently the least popular. And if we did it to Dick, because you know, out of all the, the gay stuff, it's always been Grayson has always had the gay jokes. Dick. Yeah, he's he's always been the one that like they've thrown like, oh, you know, the way he dresses and like gay gay characters are always checking him out, things like that. Well, never um, name a guy named Dick. Don't name but, a guy Dick. But that's just signs of the times, right? Back in the 60s and 70s, right? Dick was normal. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it just again. How, how do you get Richard? Time. How do you get Dick from Richard? I did don't know. We don't old, know. We don't know history of names old, and everything. Old, you know them baby boomers and whatnot. That's that's their shit right there. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, like yeah, like uh, I don't know AJ. I really don't know an answer to that. If it was any of the other ones, would it have been as accepting? To be honest with you, I'm not in that LGBTQ community, so I wouldn't know. Well, um, not it's it, not really. The, the the LGBT community, I'm saying the comic community, would it be more? Would it be as accepting? Because my personal opinion, if it was any of the other three, people would, a lot more people would have lost their shit. 
I people are losing their shit right now. I I, I follow this guy on Instagram who had this long rant on how he hated the fact that he's being forced a story about how a character that he loves so long is now something that he doesn't believe in. You know, he it, it, and I truly felt like his approach was was upsetting well, because there was a lot I of anger behind it. So I, I don't think the blue. did he accept the date? Did he accept the proposal? I thought he I did. I, I saw the red la read the last page. I thought he did. And I so, it this, on the this guy is a Bruce Jenner him. moment. I don't know about Bruce Jenner moment. Yeah, well, he was married to Chris Jenner or Chris Kardashian, and then all of a sudden, later in the marriage, he decided to become a woman. I don't know if he still like women after that. <laughs> Miss Obama humbug. I say maybe I'm just a crabby old lady. No, you know what? You you have more of an understanding about this than I do. But I'm with you with what you said earlier, Miss So. I personally think it is lazy writing. I really do. She's only saying that because I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> either way, it's I'm curious to see what happens. Um, whether it'll stick or whether um, he'll go back to dating. Uh, what was her name? Stephanie Brown, right? Isn't that the uh, his last girlfriend? I think it was Stephanie Brown. I don't know. I'm not well versed. Barbara Gordon? No, that's Dick Grayson. No, that's, no, that's Dick uh, Grayson. Richard. Yeah. yeah. That's Richard Grayson. And it could and, end and up with some big, uh, like, friends couple thing, you know, like Thruple. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like what um, uh, the Jean Grey Wolverine Cyclops love yeah, affair thing. Yeah, they're just living together. You yeah, know, they're all just uh, living they all they all have access to their rooms. So let me ask I just, you. I just don't me, even care one way or the other. I, I just don't even care. I'm like, yeah, if it creates cares. a good story, then great. Let's let's roll with it. It'll be all forgotten in a, in a decade or two. I'm I'm okay with anything being a good story, so as long as it's written well. Yeah. I just don't like how all of a sudden it's like a right it turn to something else. You yeah. don't like the presentation. I I get it. I don't like the presentation yeah, and or the lack of like, lead up. That's okay. But uh, the villains here will. What? It was missing some pizzazz. Needed some. It was missing story, man. It was. I think it was missing story. I think that it could have just been told better. That's that's all really right. what I'm gonna say. So what, what, what kind of bacteria this guy over was and of? over again? I just wanted it written better than it. So do you was. think he's like a, a a bear kind of bisexual or uh, is he a? A twink. <laughs> Red, we're I don't know. <laughs> Red, what? I, we I might find know. out. We might not. Is he? Is he yeah. a power bottom? <laughs> oh, let, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's no, move on. We're gonna get into some jokes that Red has like lined up, and I just don't want this show to yeah. get canceled. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, the villains here. We support the Tim Drake uh, bisexuality. So yeah. uh, we know, want the writing to, to get tightened up a bit. Tighten yes. up the writing. Yeah. But... Yes. Yes, yeah, make him a power top. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the next topic. <laughs> Superhero. Red. Leave it to red. Um, <laughs> before we go into our picks of the week, um, I did want to say a little little anime manga thing. Um, for those who are uh, familiar or fans of Bleach, uh, the new chapter came out. Um, if you haven't read it, you gotta read it, guys. Um, there's a brand new story arc, and um, I cannot wait to see what happens um, in this arc. So uh, if you are Bleach fans, 
make okay. sure you look up the uh, the new arc. It's been, I think, almost eight years since uh, a new story has come out. A fresh new arc, I believe. I know there's been little mini stories that have come out prior, but I think this is going to be a very long storyline. So, um, again, look up that new uh, Bleach story. It's about 70 pages long, and you'll be thoroughly entertained. All right, guys, let's move on to this week's picks of the week. Um, well, can I add one thing? Can I add one other, one other thing? Go for what it. If, what, what if I just rewrote the Bible and made Jesus gay? Would that feel forced? Would that be Man, if you did that, moving oh. on, red. <laughs> I love how red's just like, let's try to go in this direction. Why not? Of the There's week. 13 guys that followed him through the desert. What do you think those 13 guys did with him? I don't know. Let's that's a we're not we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> um, I'm gonna start off with the picks of the week because I only picked up two books. I picked up Eve and I picked up uh, Future State Gotham. I have not been able to read them yet, um, but those are all I picked up. E-Man, I wanted to ask you, are you caught up on uh, Seven Secrets? No, no, no. I'll, I'll get into that with oh my, my picks God. of the week. I know, I know, I know. Look, dude. That look, was last week. Uh, yes. That was last week. Last week, you know, I came home from vacation Tuesday night. Uh, it was practically Wednesday morning. I didn't have energy to go to the shop last week. I was All right, okay. I was drained, and I'm working on another project for the family. So, like, I didn't have a time. I'll get into it in my picks of the week. All right. All right. Well, why don't you start off then? No, someone else, because I have a big fucking stack, dude. All right. Um, Red, you got any, any books to show off for the picks I, of the week? I don't or? have physical books, but I, I, I did pick up the Batman 89 is Superman 78 from Big Time Collectibles. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm trying to pick up the cover A for Batman 89 tomorrow because uh, definitely looks like Tim Burton stuff. Looks like it's a good read. Uh, and then what was the other one I saw here? Uh, oh, uh, Yellowstone Comics just found another stack of their cover, uh, their uh, exclusive. So they're selling that on their on their Facebook site. So what exclusive? What, what exclusive? Yeah, it was for a uh, nice house on the lake. Okay. Oh, nice. this is the, this is a uh, third printing. So which I, which I, is the one where like it's just a pool and the girl is swimming? Which one? That's is the that one. That, that's the one right there. That's the one that Yellowstone was. No, no, no. no. Oh, I think you're talking one. about the Hutchinson cover. I think it's Hutchinson. Well, this is the one with the skulls. Had. No, the one oh, where it's no. like the, the girl. It looks like a photo, and she's like swimming. And it's it yeah, like, and then you see like skulls like around her. No, not like the one the red had. No, it's just a swimming pool. And yeah, it's, it's just. Uh, it looks like Jackie Kennedy, kind of in the pool. I want to say yeah. it's Hutchinson. Uh, no, I have the Hutchinson. That's the Hutchinson. She's swimming up. This one yeah. looks like a photo. Like, uh, it looks like a it looks like a, a glamour magazine cover. No, I think that that's the one I, I was talking about. Though. Yeah, the it is the Hutchinson. I've got the Hutchinson one because um, I just had it on my sale the other night. And that one, she's swimming up. Oh, yeah. She's in the water swimming up. Is that the one that you're talking about? Or is that the one where it's a that's top the one, down photo? That's the one I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. It's Hutchinson. Okay. We're talking about. I'm drunk, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> no. All right. Oh. 
All right, Luke, uh, any any uh, heavy hitters that you want to show off as picks of the week? Oh, I I went to um, – so, yeah, there is that Hutchinson where she's swimming up. There's even an even more exclusive one, which I have not been able to track down, where it's just a lady in a pool. Like, she's in a bikini, and it's kind of a sexy cover. Um, yeah, here it is. It's uh, the Gallagher. Oh, dude, the Gallagher one's on hit. Yes. Yes. Gallagher. Cheers. That's the one I was thinking of. The Gallagher. That one's crazy. That one's tough to get. Yeah, the Gallagher um, one's tough to get. That one was. Was that the one in 500? No, no, no. No, it was a store exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. So the one that came out was what? The third printing one in 25. The one that's got like all of them like stacked up. Like side by side, that's the one that a lot of people are going for right now. But I think uh, the Hutchison and the Gallagher um, covers of number one are probably the best, in my opinion. So yeah. I've got a little bit. I need to talk to the villains a little bit because I um, check this out. I claimed these in Rob Liefeld's sale the other night. He was Rob Liefeld himself did a sale the other night two, a couple weeks ago. Well, that was the one I told you guys about, right? Yeah, and I went on yeah. there. And I bought I bought these two books. Nice. Um, this one this one sh- has shown up in Walmart packs. Oh, oh! I bought that for uh, forty dollars. Um, it's shown up in Walmart packs. Um, what the hell's going on with those? But yeah, there's been some complaints about that. I have complaints because now about guys it. can go and get that book for three dollars. Yeah, yeah. Three dollars, guys are going out and getting that book for. Um, Do you have a certificate of authenticity with those? Yeah, I mean, he, they, okay. they sent some ways. But so I claimed the two books, and there's a miscommunication. Rob had said CGC is $20. He had meant this, the fee for signing it for CGC is $20. Um, on top of the $20 signature fee, on top of a $100 CGC fee. So I get a I ordered these two books and I get an invoice for almost four hundred dollars for two <laughs> I was like I was like, oh I don't want to for I can't pay I'm not gonna pay four hundred dollars for two books. You know what I mean? So I they, think that's they, a I think that's a subject for another podcast because I have my opinions on the whole Walmart pack thing, but uh yeah, the Walmart pack thing. Who cares? I mean, Diamond Diamond basically took a dump on the of all their books and sold them all. Sold their entire warehouse. They sold their entire warehouse of Marvel books to uh, MJ Holdings, and and just said like, "Fuck it," like we don't is care. Is that what happened? Is that why Walmart has all these packs? That is why Walmart has all of these exclusives, these ratios, these. And Luke's not getting his orders. That they should not have. Yeah, Luke's getting just posters, right? That's garbage. I'm getting boxes with just one poster and getting charged like fifty bucks. That's honestly, um, that's absolute trash, right there. That's bad. Why are they? I mean, very bad. Jeez, diamond. Well, that, that's the diamond that's, right that's, now. Yeah, that's the thing with diamond. Like they, they had a monopoly before, yeah. So they they were like, we could do whatever we want. Hopefully, with everyone using their own distributors, that that things could change, you know. Lunar and, and things will have to change. Yeah, and now, happens. yeah, we're in a tough time now. As it was well, I did get check this out. So I went to two shows this last weekend. Um, it was a crazy time. I got two 
Star oh, Wars wow. Ones. High grades. Nice. Um, I got, man, I got, it was just so much fun. Guys kind of aren't out buying yet, so I was the only guy buying a lot of comics. And so it was just like, it was like a free-for-all. It was so much fun for me. Oh, this, nice. is, this is actually really cool. This Ren and Stimpy um, three-pack. Whoa, I haven't okay. seen that in years. There Stupid are, idiot. I know. There's zero <laughs> for sale on eBay right now of this. Zero. I couldn't find anything but on it. So I love stuff like that. That's what like, gets me uh, super yeah, I think, excited. I don't think Walmart only was selling log, those three packs at log. one point. It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. Yeah, it's long log, time ago. Like in log. 1994, it's they were. bad. It's good. Everyone wants a log. Everyone needs a log. <laughs> Thank you, Red. Thank I do. I do. I know. I know. I can count on you. I know I can count on you. <laughs> that song is so copyright. It was a good week. It was a really good week for me. Awesome, man. Alrighty, man. Show us off. Show off what you got. I'm behind. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm not going to go through it. Stack of I, like. Oh, that's nice. comics. Thirty books. I am behind. I just picked all of these up yesterday, so uh, I'm behind. And AJ, yes, Seven Secrets is in here. Eve is in here. Phantom on the Skins on here. Geiger's in here. Uh, I had to keep books behind. A nice house on the lake. Wind. Uh, the good Asian tankers. The lot out of body. Batman. There's a lot. There's a shitload of comics in here that I need to catch up on. So. Uh, I have a stack. I have a stack of three weeks right here. And then on top of that, I still I left books. Like I left uh I left what did I leave behind? I left Basilisk number three behind because for some reason I thought oh, I had it. Dude. So uh but oh, let me show you let me show you what came in my um in my mail call that I, I put up a video for my mail call. It's on my channel, C-list villain or C-list E-Man. Um, but let me show you what I got in a mail call. So um I completed my original metal run so i was able to get the jim lee number three metal Ooh. variant i've been waiting i've been looking for this and then i got the one shots the uh batman dawnbreaker and the merciless so the one shots are now so complete. this is the original dark Knight. yes so. yes this is the original uh metal series so i was able to these three books complete my whole entire metal and death metal series. Like um, so I was I was really pushing for this guy to uh, to to do our exclusive. I'll say that I was really pushing for this guy to do our exclusive. His name is Javon Jordan. He's the illest Illuminati on Instagram, Good. and he's got some 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 uh, exclusive covers out there. This is his book. Um, this is uh, the Savs, and this is basically about some just buff dude who's after Hitler. I haven't read it yet, but he's got a bunch of different covers for this book, and I really enjoyed the Inglorious Bastards cover of that because it ties in with the whole you know going after Hitler thing. So uh, I picked this up, and I think Javon Jordan is going to be that artist that a lot of people need to keep an eye on. Yeah, That's he's the a picture of the Bear Jew. Uh, <laughs> you like that? Oh, <laughs> you like that? That's beautiful. Um, and I, I think he's uh, he, he's up and coming now. He's a hip hop, 
uh, horror MC. So like along the lines of uh, Grave Diggers. So if anyone remembers Grave Diggers, he's like along that line right there. Um, but yeah. his art is pretty dope. So I'm digging that. And one thing that came in, you guys. This is from when we won as a team, us, the C-List Villains podcast. I entered us in the Team Nerd Herd uh, thousand subscriber contest. And we as a podcast won the Gabriel Delato action comics wow. number 1000. Ah, the, uh, the Christopher nice. Reeve uh, cover. Thank you, Team this, Nerd This is ours as a whole. Look, 9.8. It is the uh, Bulletproof uh, Comics and Games exclusive cover. Oh, I like wow. this cover because he looks like he looks Superman kind of looks menacing here. He's like, fuck everyone. I am the goddamn oh, king of this it. throne. So uh, I like how Luke's saying, I love it. Wow, he's not even looking at the screen, but it's all right. <laughs> We're all about positivity and support here. Well, how, how else are you going to look at the Fortress yeah, of that's Solitude? That's awesome. Great, awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Team Nerd Herd, our boys over there, thank you so much for this. Uh, we will display it proudly as much as we can during our podcasts. Back all here. right. So uh, yeah, that's 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 my picks of the week, man. That's everything that came in. Cool. Um, and speaking of Seven Secrets, if you're not reading it, um, I am a big supporter of that book. It's currently my favorite read. So um, if you guys haven't picked it up, please, please, please support that book. Um, Tom, Tom Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. yeah. He's uh he's doing big things, and uh, there you go. Yeah. Kanto is uh, yeah. There's a lot of got, there's a lot of stuff with Kanto. You'll, I like okay. Kanto. I, like I got Kanto. I have one last one I have to show uh, because we talked about hip hop variants last week. Um, I picked this up in a collection. Actually, I, I bought recently, but I thought you guys would would appreciate it. Oh, oh wow! Oh, that's Run dope. the jewels. <laughs> oh, it is Run the Jewels. Oh, that's Isn't that sick. awesome. It's that is ASM number one. Um, it's a Dynamic Forces original by uh, artist Ken Hazer. And I thought it was pretty cool. No, Miss So, don't worry. Uh, quite honestly, you might have been the only one uh, interacting with us tonight. <coughs> but we thank you for coming on. And please, please, please continue uh, joining our lives and letting all your friends know about the live. And have them join join as well. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, um, we're going to call it a night. Um, make sure you follow us on our IGs, Sealess uh, Villains, and Sealess Villains Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on our on our individual IGs: AJ the Comic Collector, Luke Weeks, Sealess Villainous Red, and Sealess Eman. RKFA and make sure you comics. go on to uh, Luke's website, RKFA Comics, buy some books from him, and join his Facebook group, also RKFA Comics. Buddy and, and Beyond the Breach is still available. Buddy pick up Mask. Beyond the Hold Breach. I actually, I actually recently had someone who was like, hey, dude, that Buddy Mask is on fire. Well, yes, it is. If you still want a copy, go ahead and hit up Luke at rkfacomics.com, and he still has some of these bunny masks from Just Chin Potter available. Yeah. 
Luke, and, Luke, uh, what, Luke what, which ones are available? Do, do, do you know? Which ones are still available? Mm. Oh, yeah, I think I have 15 sets left, so. Okay. Those are so the trade last and virgin. There you go. And Those black and white, right? Yeah, trade virgin and a black and white virgin. Awesome. Red, what's our uh, hotline? They can leave uh, a voicemail. 209 957 757957 phone number for you to text and call <laughs> and actually leave a voicemail and say hey guess what you guys suck but i'm glad that you guys have a phone number or man you guys are freaking amazing i love red he's you, you, can, you can send us no message you can send us send nudes us, uh yeah, okay yeah all right don't sure. send us nudes <laughs> because i don't i don't want weird ones no don't do that or red may save them in a file somewhere we don't oh want yeah that. don't do that <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, with that being said, we'll see you guys all next week. Thank you for hopping on. Hey, Michelle, you want to co-host next Thanks week? Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Seedless Villains Podcast, your cultivators of the comic culture. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and email us at seedlessvillains at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail or text us at 209-975-7597. Be sure to join Luke Week's Facebook group, rare keys and first appearance comics and you can follow us on our two instagram accounts sealess villains and sealess villains podcast lastly follow the villains on their separate ig accounts at luke weeks at sealess villainous red at sealess eman and i am at aj the comic collector thanks for listening and we'll see you all next episode